Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Hour Time Show, the watch show by watch geeks for watch geeks. I am a self-confessed watch geek. I'm Victor Marks. And I am Nicholas DeLeon. How are you, Victor? I'm fantastic. How how are you, really? I mean, how are you? I'm, I'm okay. We're recording this on, uh, what is it, uh, December 24th, a.k.a. Christmas Eve. Happy Roughly Christmas. 5 o'clock in the afternoon, the evening. Happy Christmas. How was your, do you guys do anything for, well, A, do you celebrate Christmas? And B, do you do anything for Christmas Eve? Because I, I feel like some families, different traditions, and it's, mm-hmm. I'm always, I was always it's sort of true. interested like what people do on Christmas Eve. So I'm I'm a man of simple tastes, and I'm I'm a person of of uh, a simple existence, a simple but happy existence. And so I am I am here gathered with my family around me. We're going to have a nice family meal and uh, nothing more. We're just simply going to settle in and be cozy and be kind. That sounds nice. That sounds sounds very nice. Nothing so complicated, right? You know, yeah. I remember growing up as a kid and, 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 you know, there'd be like there'd a ham and a turkey and, a, yeah. and, and kids uh, with needle and thread putting popcorn onto a string to wrap around some kind of tree and all of this stuff. And you know what? I'm just, we were just going to be together. Isn't that nice? I thought so. Yeah. It's very cozy. I'm largely the same. I feel like when when I was a kid growing up, we had a we had a you know Christmas morning. We would get up around seven a.m. and then there were gifts, and that was fine. Christmas Eve, we had stockings, and in the stockings, uh, Santa would put uh, like an action figure, like an X Men, something simple, <laughs> uh, and that would be that would be uh, that would be the thing. So that that was kind of the 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 breakdown for our nowadays. It's like yeah, go home, hang out. Uh, today I literally play World of Warcraft all day, so that is that's how I celebrated. Well, it, like it's two thousand seven. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It is. It was. Uh, it was very uh, nostalgic. I, I haven't really played. I used to play John, who is busy like a normal human on Christmas Eve. Uh, he would know. I was addicted to World of Warcraft when I was at TechCrunch with him from like two thousand six, seven, eight through around like twenty. So- I I I played that game a lot, and I hadn't played it in a couple years. Real, I, I pop in every couple years, uh, just to kind of mm-hmm. you know check out. It's like a kid going home. It's like yeah, yeah what's what's the <laughs> let's go to that that diner and see. It's it's that similar thing. Yeah, I I have a friend who a uh, family friend who who plays World of Warcraft with his kids, and he's he's raised them growing up with the the whole thing. Yes, and that's awesome. he um. Like from the time that they were as tall as your knee until now, playing playing World of Warcraft as a family, and he he always told me he said that I should get into it. You should get into it, Victor. You should really get into it. He said that he plays just enough so that it the the rewards that it gives him through in the game covers his subscription. So he's playing okay, for free. Yeah. Okay. 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 And I was like, that's. That's a unique plan, and and what a good way of thinking about it, right? So that you you've played enough, so that you're enjoying it and experiencing, and you don't have any financial outlay to it. You're just giving your time, yeah, and getting the pleasure in return. So that was that was his deal. My math was always, uh, you know, it was fifty, especially when I was younger and wasn't making a ton of money. It was like, well, my fifteen dollars a month, this is basically my entertainment budget. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything else. I'm, I'm not, uh, you know. Not spending any other money, so it was fifteen, like a very good value. I felt it offered to me as again, particularly as a younger man. Now it's just like, 
you know, yeah, I just bought the a six mm-hmm. month subscription. They had a, a Black Friday sale, but a month ago, I was like, all right, I'll I'll pop I'll pop in. But yeah, I there there is no there's no watch references or or time. No, no. <laughs> it's just it's you know that's what I'm doing this weekend. Anyhow, this is a watch podcast. I stand. It is. It is. It is. Are so, you wearing anything interesting? Do you have any? You know, it would have been funny if they were like Christmas watches. We could have. I'm I'm positive that there must be right. You know that seems like a a Chaykin kind of thing to do. He's got the Joker, he's got the Minion, he's got the Christmas watch. Yeah, sort of a sort of a kooky Santa with the eyes rolling around kind of thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what I actually have is uh, a dear friend of mine in England just sent me a picture of a watch that he's getting delivered next week, and the watch that he's wearing today. And the watch that he's wearing today is a Guilloche dial. Okie dokie. Like almost a perpetual calendar looking thing. Um, okay. It's a, it's a Chepek or Chepek. I, I'm not sure John would correct me on the pronunciation, but it's this super guilloche blue dial with two subdials, one that looks like for seconds and one that's got both day of week and, uh, and number of the day of week going on in the lower right. Gotcha. It's a pretty funky looking spiffy thing. I am, I am quite impressed with it. The hands are, are skeleton. They're sort of, uh, arrow-headed things that are empty. They're no loom at all. And uh, a single Roman numeral 12 and Roman numeral 6. The rest is just stick indices. So that is quite the classy watch. I've been, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just wearing the Apple Watch again. Uh, I think I mentioned last week I got the Sport Loop, the Navy Blue. So mm-hmm. this is week two now of more or less wearing it. Uh, maybe not quite nonstop, but yeah. wearing it a lot. I wonder how long uh, this... Uh, newfound interest will last before I start trying to find <laughs> something else. But that's, you know, yeah. I, I have missed, you know, I, I have a, one of the complications. I have the infograph modular face uh, yeah. and the central complication I have, I use the weather app uh, carrot uh, and I have it configured to show the daylight hours. So I know, I know every day what time the sun rises and what time it sets. And that is very important information that I need to know every mm-hmm. single day. What time does the sun rise? What time does the sun set? I need to know. So slowly through the years. Yes. Apple watch one following another. Yes. And it's, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're sun sunset here four thirty one. So we're getting, a, getting a little longer day. Mm-hmm. It's a, the <laughs> days it, are growing it's colder. A, yes. It's uh the circle of life or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but that's me. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I think, I think this week we're gonna we were gonna keep this kind of kind of loose and casual and fun, trying to go over highlights of the year. Again, it is ah. we're recording this Christmas Eve. This will be published, uh, I think, around day, December twenty seventh. So right at the end of the year. Any any watch watches that came out that caught your eye? Any any of them that were like bad? Any any fun trends you wanted to discuss or? Or anything along those lines, I think is on the docket today. There, you know, there is, right? I we talk a lot about watches and good taste and bad taste and things like that, right? Yes. There, there used to be Romain Jerome, and Romain Jerome would make all these these uh, Romain Jerome would make these these themed watches, right? They'd do a Pac Man watch and a Mario Brothers watch and a Batman watch, and and they went out of business because they were charging like twenty thousand dollars for this stuff, huh? Which was absurd, right? But For, yes, but there's this this watch company called Brew, and Brew makes a almost TV case kind of chronograph, right? It's a, a squarish, rectangular kind of watch. Simple. They've made a version called the Eight Bit Brew. Oh, I think I saw this. 
the other mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Recently it was announced, yeah, right? not too long ago. And it's got, of course, as the name would imply, right? It's got pixelated hands where the hands are sort of zigzagged or squiggled, but they're blocky like pixels. The subdials are drawn in pox in, in, in this sort of pixelated blocky format. There's a, a day-night indicator kind of thing going on on one of the hands. And the other hand, the chronograph hand or the running seconds hand, I'm not entirely certain, is um, using the old OCR checking font almost. Yes. And there's a cup of coffee or tea sitting right above the date at six that is also very pixelated, which makes sense for a company called Brew. And I just think this is charming. Yeah, I have I have no I'm looking at it now and obviously we'll we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. I have no ideological objection to this. It looks cool as a as a nerd and player of old video games. I definitely like that style. That is my uh We we get a lot of, into it. of dive watches. We get a lot of very frou-frou jewelry watches, right? High fashion yes. kind of thing. And once in a while, isn't it nice just to find something that's a little playful? That's that's willing to laugh at itself, and you know what? If you're confident, you could wear that too, right? Isn't this just entertaining? I think that's I think that should be encouraged for sure. Yeah, you don't want how many how many you know submariner ripoffs are you know basically ripoffs are there? I mean, there's a ton. There's enough. Well, I mean, no, no. There's there's there's, there's room for one more. When <laughs> Is I, there room for one? I mean, yes, fine, when I, I get around to making one, there's room for one more. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> But there's a lot of those, which is fine, whatever, mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. But there is not, there is definitely not. I think we discussed this, maybe we touched on this over the summer, because I remember I, I referenced, uh, what, what, I, forget, I forget the name of the you, brand, but it was like some fun summer watch, just some quartz thing that was just kind of very loud, very bright and colorful. I was like, yeah, that's kind of neat. I think you could use one kind of, you know, just mm-hmm. fun and silly watch. Like, who who cares? I mean, this is, again, this is a, a very uh, silly hobby anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, agree. I I like it. Yeah, I have uh, a couple of these uh, toy watch. Toy watch is a, a Hong Kong brand, and they make homage kind of pieces, but they do them in different materials. So I have a clear cased, like with a clear bracelet chronograph. Clear case, clear bracelet. Okay. Yeah, if you look back in our, our Slack channel, you'll see my posts in the general showing it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was yesterday, the day before. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Right. That's cool. Yeah. I thought that was a great way to spend um, 20 bucks used and have a very happy little chronograph. Yeah. Because it's a nice, you know, it's it's the complete opposite end of the spectrum of this this Chapek with the guillotine dial that we're talking about. Or uh, right. another example would be like Garrick, right? Garrick is a English brand where Garrick produces each part. You know, they hand make each bit, each component of the watch from scratch. You know, they're not using catalog hands. They're making hands. They're not using someone else's tourbillon or or main plate. They're making every part of this thing. And so the right. the friend that showed me the JPEG has this Garrick on order, and he's had it on order for like some months now. And they've just finally finished making it and are putting it together and sending it to him next week. And I'm like, that's that's expensive. That's not cheap. I I'm not even entirely sure what a Garrick costs. Let's because you have to custom no worm, but. Um, Let's let's see just if there's a ballpark on price because it's the complete opposite under the spectrum. Garrick.co.uk English time mm-hmm. machines, finely made, fine British made watches, handcrafted in Norwich, and every part of them handcrafted. And let's see, let's see here. Oh, well, this is a bargain. 
Do you want to take a guess? Do I want to take a guess? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you have a spare 12 and a half grand in British pounds rolling around in your pocket, sure, you can have one. Now, if you've got to include VAT, it grows a little bit. You got about a 15 thou. Huh. Yeah, that feel. I mean, I don't know how many folks listening to this have that <laughs> lying around. Just but for sure, casually, yes, no, and I'm, I'm. It's, it's a lovely looking watch. Now, right. one of the things that bothers me about it, I mean, it's, it's they're, they're well made. They're lovely. They are. I disagree with some of the design choices that they've made. And I've said this before. To, well, okay. The the proportion of the hour and minute hand. The minute hand is fine. The hour hand is too long, making them easy to confuse with each other or easier to confuse with each other. Right. And that's that's true in pretty much every case. There There is a difference between them, but the hour hand should be just a little bit shorter so that it's easier to distinguish. They screw this semicircle badge, this uh, 90 degree arc badge that says Garrick England onto the dial. And the screws line up at the extreme ends. So the one screw lines up with 12 and one screw lines up with three. And that part's fine, except that it means that the Garrick England part that's actually you know, filled in with ink and painted doesn't line up with either of those. It's sort of like a half of a minute for the G in Garrick and uh, somewhere around 13 and a half minutes for the D in England, which doesn't line up with anything. And it just bothers my eye so much because that's so much bolder than the actual screw heads on this plate. Yeah. It's just like they they gave all this attention to making this thing and then they did that. It's awkward and feels wrong to me. And I understand they need to put their brand on there somehow, but they need to do sure. better than this. Yeah. And that was what, 12 you said? 12,000 Yeah, tw- 12 and a half. 12 and a half, yeah. Uh, and just to circle back that brew watch that we were talking about, that is three ninety five U.S. dollars. Obviously, it's a Mecca Quartz, you know, a different class. Of right, it's a Seiko watch, something. What's in the say? What's in oh, the yeah. brew? Uh, it does. It says hybrid Mecca Quartz. Yeah, that is what it says. Well, so I'm going to assume that's the Seiko that everyone uses. I mean, Mecca Quartz is a Seiko term. They they pioneered that it? term. You Look at you that. could, I, uh, I mean, you could possibly refer to a, a, a Citizen Miyota one as being a Mecha Quartz, but it's it's commonly a Seiko term. They invented that term, that label for it. I could probably pick apart and figure out which one it is in there. But that that movement. So here's the thing about this, right? We talk about how what makes a watch worth money, and right. so my my twenty dollar toy watch that's of course used has a Seiko VK sixty three in it. This brew watch that's 395 also has a Seiko, presume it's a VK, because that's the, yeah, the sure. higher end of the Seiko movements. Yeah, yeah. So what makes something worth 20 bucks versus 395? And yeah. I would tell you that it is the attention to detail in the design and the quality of the execution. Now, because the movements are the same, we can just completely set that aside. It comes right. down to how is the dial drawn? Is there anything on the dial that irks me, like that that Garrick badge on the the Garrick dial, or or is everything done well, like I would like to see? Is everything done in a way that pleases me? And then we'd look at the case, and is the case is the case shape like over polished? Is it is it too rounded? Is it too smooth? Is it too polished? Or does it have some sharp edges that catch the eye, or different surface finishing that catches the eye? Right. And, and then there are things that you can't really see until you get your hands on them, like how does the crown feel? How does the assembly feel? Yes. But 
just looking at something. You, you have to go with what you can see. And what you can see is, is that these are entirely different materials and execution and one should be worth more. Yeah. Well, that's, that's an interesting point because one of the trends that I've noticed this year, I, I, I don't even know if it's a trend for this year, but obviously Seiko's uh, not the exclusively value brand that it kind of always was. Mm-hmm. And he, the guy gave an interview in the Financial Times where he's like, yeah, we're trying to raise prices. We're trying to offer more. Yeah, we're, we're trying to go up market, which is yeah. fine. That's their prerogative. Uh, but to really see uh, like the rebellion in the comment section of watch sites saying like, this is not <laughs> worth like this thousand, this thousand dollar thing is not, I'm sorry, that's not worth it. And like, I know I watch a bunch oh. of YouTubers and they'll, they'll highlight, you know, uh, speaking of value and like attention to detail, like alignment issues and like, then like stuff that should have been caught in QA. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, this is this, maybe that's acceptable if I'm paying $200 or $300 for a watch. Now you're charging me a thousand plus. I don't know that that, that doesn't make sense. And so like, to your point, like what, wh- what exactly am I paying for it when I can go to AliExpress or whatever and get the same movement or like a sibling of that movement in a different watch that, looks the same anyway it's like it, it is very so that was one of the things i noticed this year is like kind of like people's kind of being comfortable saying hey seiko what's going on here this is kind of weird uh, and i and i wonder how how if a a if they'll respond to that criticism b how or is that just is that just how it is now uh but i'm definitely seeing like it's 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 like pre-revolutionary it's like it's like it went under the radar it was like yeah murmured and now people are just openly like this is not this is not okay seiko yeah i think seiko hears those things but i don't think they're ever going to publicly acknowledge them unless it becomes much bigger deal than it is so here's here's my thing yes seiko's raising prices on everything Yes, Seiko's trying to establish themselves as the the much more high-end brand than they traditionally have been. Sure. There still are values to be had. And I want to point out the SNK 809. SNK 809. I'm going to live Google that because I don't know offhand. Okay. Oh, yeah. Actually, I bought that for my brother last last Christmas. Did you really? So how much you pay for it? Yes. How much is it? Uh, Like $100. Exactly. Exactly. So for $100... You get a perfectly good Seiko. And if you're enterprising and you don't like the look of their dial, it uses the same 28 and a half millimeter dial that all Seikos use. And so my advice to you would be, if you wanted to do something really awesome, you pick up a set of uh, SRPD hands and an SRPD dial, which is the old uh, SKX dial and SKX dive hands. So, So bear with me for a moment. I'm gonna take you on a journey. Okay. I'm going to take you on an intellectual ride. Now, okay. if if we would you, would you accept that Rolex and Tudor are one of the style icons of the watch world? Uh, for sure, yeah. Okay. So Tudor has a watch called the Black Bay 36 and they make it in three sizes, one of which is 36 millimeters, the other is 41 or 40 millimeters and the, and the third one's is some smaller size, like 32 or 28, who knows. And what their watch dial is, what their whole set of things is, they took a smooth bezel watch and they put a dive dial in it with dive hands and called it a Black Bay 36. So the idea hmm. is a smooth dress case or a field watch case loaded up with a diver dial and, and hands, which if you think about it in some ways is kind of the same theory behind the Rolex Explorer. Smooth bezel watch, dive dial, dive hands. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. So what if you take that same recipe, but you translate it into Seiko? So you take the SNK yeah. 809 and you take the dive dial and dive hands from the SKX or SRPD and you assemble it in that SNK. You end up giving up the minute track because of the way Seiko does things. But you know what? You live life five <laughs> minutes at a time. You Who needs to know the exact minute? Come on. You're, you're better than that. I, you're, yeah, a titan, also, you're a titan of industry. Also, odds are you're in front of a hyper-precise clock <laughs> of, of, you know. Yes, uh, synchronized with, with satellites around the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, that's so funny. That used, and I think I've said that in the past. When I first got into watches, like, I didn't even know that, like, like there was this, oh, it loses, like, X number of seconds. I didn't even know there was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, for a while, that, like, really, like, aggravated me. I was, like, I was, like, rewinding my watch, like, every morning and, like, resetting it, setting it to, like, time.gov every morning. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after a while, I was, like, why am I, like, losing my mind over, like, three seconds? Like, who cares? Like, where do I need to be with three seconds of, of precision? Yeah. Like, no, nowhere. And so I, I, I you know, now I kind of let them ride until mm-hmm. I usually just like swatch, you know, wear something else and then have to redo it. But yeah, I used to be really like persnickety with like, I, I need to, I need to set it every single morning. Otherwise I'm like, I feel unclean. Historically, funny, the, uh, you feel unclean. You Ooh, that's, yeah. that's an image. Historically, right? If you think back 150 years. Okay. Okay. We had barely just begun to have pocket watches that were reasonably accurate, right? What's what's 150 years? 2021 minus 1870. 1870. Yeah, we we had railroad watches at that point, um, but 20 years before that, we really didn't. Uh, I'll take you over. Now, now I'm now I'm getting hazy in my like watch. Yeah. History. So po- pocket watches were called railroad watches when they were uh, certifiably good timekeepers and also had all of the the marks in what we call a railroad dial. The railroad dial has the hours and also the minutes all the way around so that you can see and be sure exactly what time it is. And these were used uh, for timing train schedules. And why did you time train schedules? What was the point of timing train Uh. schedules? I think you need to. I don't know. I, I really. Well, I, mean, so I assume you need them so you don't crash into each that's other. That's precisely something. it, right? I mean, if if the train's a little late getting into the station, the people in the station get mildly annoyed if they notice at all. But again, right. how would they notice at all? Because they're just going off the clock in the town clock tower, and they don't really right. have any idea either. So, a little bit late, a little bit early, they don't care. What matters is not running into other trains, because yeah, that's important. That's catastrophic. So, so that was why that was important is because they knew what times the train schedules were. And this is why telegraph wires are built up all along all of the train tracks so that they could wire a message down the line saying, hey, there's a train on the tracks. That's a good, that's a good heads up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it was only 150 years ago, we started to have watches that you could call in any way accurate. And then people would agree on the time as opposed to having one town saying it's 1202 and the other saying it's 1210 and the other saying it's right. 1230, you could finally actually have some kind of synchronization and agreement on what the time actually is. And now you've got this super cool computer in your pocket that's constantly talking to satellites, constantly talking to Wi-Fi, constantly talking to a cellular network, getting the time authoritatively. Yes. Right? Just as a matter of course, yeah. Right. And 
What do you use it for? Nothing. You're not preventing any catastrophes with this thing. What are you even no, doing, what man? I, what's what's what are you even doing here? I don't know. What do I use my phone for? Not much. No. It, I, that's why I haven't upgraded. I was like, dude, I'm not spending a thousand dollars to like look at Instagram. Like that's not that important to me. No. <laughs> Although you might spend a thousand dollars. You might spend a thousand dollars to look at a nice watch. But well, there, 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 there is the uh, the predicament. I would, I would, I would definitely would spend a thousand dollars on a nice watch. I'm not shopping for one right now, but I definitely would. Uh, do I need that? No. But I, but it brings me joy in a way that like looking at Twitter certainly doesn't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Right. So what is the biggest like watch that you missed out on? What's your regret? In the past year, was there a watch that you let get away? Uh, I don't know that it was a regret, but I was there was one that I was definitely pondering and considering, and definitely went to the store ready to purchase. Uh, I was going to get the Hamilton. Uh, they they made a bronze version of the field Hamilton uh, mm-hmm. Khaki Field Mechanical. Yeah, it's the yeah. same one that they that they make and that that's pretty good. Uh, I have the white dial white dial version, uh, mm-hmm. but they had a black dial version with a bronze case, and I think it was eight hundred dollars. And I was like, okay, I mean, I I, I like the color of bronze, you know, put, yeah. putting aside the patina and then so on. But like, I just like like the warmth of that color. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get that thing. I'm, I'm going to do it. So I went to the, uh, well, I went to the Tourneau. I believe it was a Tourneau. Uh, there's one in Bryant Park in New York City, uh, kind of kind of near Grand Central to give folks a, yeah. an idea. Uh, and I was like, I, I walked to the store. This was probably, well, this was right around when it was announced, because I think it was over the summer. Uh, so, you know, I just want to say, hey, do you guys have it? Do you have any any information you can share? You know, I'm a customer looking for for a product, how these things go. Uh, and, uh, I, I walked in the guys like, Oh, we'll be with you in a minute, in a minute. I'm like milling about in there, like a real jerk for like at least 20 minutes. And like, <laughs> I don't know how many times I looked at like, you know, the Breitling counter or like the used Rolex. I was like, guys, I'm like, and there was like one other person in there and I, and I just felt very, uh, very ignored. And I was like, you know what? Nuts to this. Uh, I'm going home. <laughs> Uh, and I walked out, uh, and I I haven't thought of that watch until just a second. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it, it was. I'm sorry. You know, eight hundred dollars. That's not that much. I was like, yeah, I, I'll. You know, I. I you know, mm-hmm. sure. Let's look into it. I was literally just asking for information. Do you have it? Can I see it? How does it look on my wrist? So on and so forth. Uh, but no, I was basically ignored. Uh, and uh, so uh, I haven't been to that store again. Not that I. Not that I would visit there frequently anyway. Yeah. But uh. That's, I guess that got away. Uh, you know, am I going to blame the store? Nah, I mean, whatever. Who, who, who cares, cares ultimately? But uh, that's that was one I was prepared to buy. And for reasons, I did not buy. Yeah. So I had, I let two get away from me this year, both on eBay. Okay. And one was the Oris Diver 65 40 millimeter on a stainless oh, yes, steel yes. bracelet. And in the the, uh, the the sort of circles and bars indices, not the uh, not the three six nine twelve arrangement. Yeah, and there's actually another one. It was this one was uh, seven to eight hundred on eBay, and okay. was buy it now. And every other one is like eleven hundred, twelve hundred. And I was I was about ready to go for it. I was like, I've got the money on hand. I can go ahead and do yeah. it. I'm gonna. Eh. I hesitated. And there is currently one of the three six nine twelve, but I just don't like the three six nine twelve dial they use as much. 
it just doesn't appeal to me the same way. And so yeah. I thought about it. I like, I, I mean, I liked that watch. I had that watch for review for a while and, okay. and I returned it as we do. And I liked it so well that I bought the bracelet because I was like, I like that bracelet. I don't even have the watch to put this bracelet. I'm still buying the bracelet. I bought the bracelet brand new because I liked this thing. And I'm like, hmm, gosh, I should get that watch. I haven't done it. Have there been any watches? Uh, and I guess we'll wrap up in a, in a minute in a or second, two here. Yeah. But have there been any watches that you've had on review that you then later personally purchased? I assume maybe there have yes, been a couple. I, yeah. I have not done that. No, there have been a couple that I, that were like that, and there have, there have been a couple where they're still on my list to do that. Actually, okay. For example, there's a there's a Zodiac, and it's a five hundred dollars Zodiac, and it's quartz. And it's a little on the large side, but it's like a Zodiac Granville or something. And it's got an oyster bracelet. And the unique thing about this oyster bracelet is that instead of having to take links out with a tool or any of this stuff, you just fold down one side of the bracelet and it comes off. And so you can just adjust this thing infinitely by taking links in or out whenever you like. It's, it's an incredible idea. I like it a lot. Um, the one thing that I dislike about that watch is its clasp. Its clasp, just for whatever reason, is almost impossible to open. But the links are so easy to adjust on that. And I thought, you know, I could get one of those. That could be kind yeah. of fun. I let another one get away from me this year, actually. It was a Tutima Chronograph. It was from the 1980s. Oh, I don't know that brand. Uh, they're a Swiss brand. And they're a nice Swiss brand. But all of their new stuff uses a case shape that I just don't like. Like it's a nice watch. It's a good watch. I'm just not interested. I'm just not. It's it's the the they 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 do a funny thing where the lugs are now, where the case is solid over the top of the lug, so it's sort of a hidden lug arrangement, but it's not hidden under the edge of the circle of the the watch. It's it's out there where the lugs should be. It's it's weird. I just I just it doesn't appeal to me. But the old Tutima looks a lot more traditional. The old Tutima has a chronograph bezel with the tachymeter scale, but at the same time, it also has a pulse scale graded for 15 pulsations. So you could huh. you could check your heart rate with your chronograph instead of not only checking how fast you're going. And this was hot. I liked the look of this thing. And there was one on eBay that needed the keyless works reset because the crown was coming out, but that was its only problem. And I was like, I, I could do, I know how to do that actually. And it was 430 bucks was where the auction closed at. And I was, I, 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 I balked, I balked at the last second. I could have gone and pushed it over the top and gotten it. And I didn't. And now, as you can see, every Swiss 7750 chronograph movement on eBay comes in at 1200 bucks. So I, I missed. And I will, I will, I will bookend this part with, uh, there was a watch that I reviewed earlier in the year. One of the, the Vare watches. Uh, and I actually ended up buying that, only like a month ago, uh, I think they had a Black Friday sale or something. They did. Congratulations. And I and I bought it. It's not – I won't get it for uh, – allegedly, I'm getting it in January. Hmm. Uh, but that was that was the one that I, I – I, I hadn't – well, I haven't had a watch in for review in a while, probably since the summer, I think. Uh, but that was one I had, and that, I think that was the only one I then purchased personally. Was that the field uh, watch or the dive watch? That was a dive watch uh, – I don't remember the model number. Yeah, but uh, I, I know it. I remember, but it was the dive watch that you bought, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, and I got the, I I don't remember what strap combination I got, but that was one yeah. that was, that was, and I'm looking forward to getting that hopefully next month. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, they're, so they're field watch. I, the, they, they make way too many different model combinations for me. I, I wish that they would just focus on what they're going to do, but it's like they make one of everything. The, 
field watch that they make, there's a 36912 field watch that has sort of rail master indices in the hours intervening. And it's kind of cool because it's a uh, what yeah. if, what if you made a, a rail master with explorer dial kind of max, mishap, max up, mashup, yes. mix up kind of thing. And I like it. I, I like the idea of these things. So good job getting the VAR. Yeah, I think they I think they did pretty good stuff, uh, these guys. Uh, you know, I talked to them that one time, I, uh, January, February or something. But uh, I definitely see their ads on YouTube all the time. So they definitely have a very healthy uh, YouTube <laughs> advertising budget. Yes. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe it just yeah. like, sunk into my brain. Anyway. Cool. Well, this has been the Hour Time Show, and we will see you in the new year. I'm Victor. I'm Nicholas. Happy Christmas, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Hour Time Show, the official podcast of wristwatchreview.com. Feel free to email us at tips at wristwatchreview.com with your feedback and suggestions. And please be sure to visit wristwatchreview.com and wristwatchreview on Instagram for more fun watch content. Have a nice day.